Welcome to the Inspiring You Show, where we shine a light on healing, whole health in our lives. We believe that in healing your story, you can transform your life. We are here to provide hope, tips, tools, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in this journey called life. I'm Henry, an intuitive empath, mindfulness meditation teacher, dowsing and Reiki master teacher, and energy healer. This, my friends, is a vibrational experience, a remembering of the truth of who we are. The content is light encoded to assist you on your journey if you wish to receive for your highest good. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hello, 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 my friends. So I wanted to do a short little energy update and also talk about synchronicity. So first, there is something that has really shifted in the last couple days and it is feeling tremendously amazing in my human experience. So I, for really the first time as in this human experience as Henry, I feel a sense of freedom that I have been in my heart in some ways understanding that could happen in the embodiment of the human. Yet I didn't, it wasn't really, I felt caught in a construct of dense energies, difficult energies, and it felt like I've been weed whacking my way through them. And in it is, you know, this energy of freedom, this freedom to be my authentic self, this freedom to be the, be in the I am who I am in terms of my light and physical essence, to allow that light to come through effortlessly with ease and grace for my highest good, and to release from this, I had I had this like unexplainable yet explainable fear program pattern that I in my awareness understood that was non-beneficial yet it has been so deeply in some ways rooted in the human experience in the collective and then in the individual and then in the maternal paternal lineages and then in terms of the ancestral that even though I understood it was it is non-beneficial and it was it's an aspect of this non-beneficial programming and negative patterning that has been handed down through the DNA, yada, 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 and so many other things. And also could be cultivated in terms of from collector, from society, in terms of reaffirming different beliefs that may now now be limited or non-beneficial. Yet I felt and noticed and was in awareness that I just was stuck in it. And it feels... It just in some ways feels like it just felt like a prison. Like, how do I get out? And so a lot of my own personal journeying has been in terms of me just being in the realization and in the discovery of how can I effortlessly be in the truth of who I am without feeling of some sort of constriction and or some resistance or fear that I'm I might do something that may not be beneficial to myself or someone else or or just feel scared that you know if I show an aspect of you know what really brings joy to me you know you know in terms of talking about like spirituality or meditation um then you know other people may have different beliefs than me. And so I then have really, you know, in this programming, it's kept me in some ways squashed and I could feel the restriction and the constriction and all that. And it just felt so limiting. And so over the course of my own journeying as Henry and working with many different practitioners, doing a lot of you know, self-work and, you know, energy healing and self-development was really, how do I release myself from these dense energies, this, this fear 
this this anxiety of you know in some ways it I didn't even understand at times where is this coming from because it did not feel in some ways like it was this present life per se which is what led me down the road in my 20s to just um, learn all different modalities to really support myself in in different ways and so you know some people when they talk about um, you know this fear it could be like fear of being seen fear of being heard fear of you know just in general fear but I definitely had a fear of being seen a fear of being heard and so with it it would really um it would really create a shutdown in my system and so yesterday I woke up and I started the meditate with me again and I felt so compelled and excited to share the journey and so I got on and did a podcast episode and that podcast episode it wasn't I didn't take a lot of hours to um you know write up and make sure that oh I'm saying things and am I okay here it just was really from my heart and just a week ago I'm not sure, like, I know I wouldn't have been able to do that so effortlessly. There would have been a still a hint of, oh, I'm afraid to be seen and heard. Ooh, ooh, I gotta, I gotta, you know, first of all, meditate and then ask for the information to be downloaded. And then um, oftentimes through writing, I feel really grounded and it supports me in alignment so I would have written and then I would have, um, you know, put together the meditation and the talk and then that would have probably taken me a whole day and then the next day I may have recorded it. And one of the things that I've been asking for in my intentions is, you know, to my higher self, my soul, my guide team is I just want to be in more effortless flow. I'm going to be more efficient. I don't, and I'm, as I'm saying this, I feel somewhat emotional because I feel like not only for myself, my own experience, yet also just, I see it in others. We just work so hard and, and in that working hard, it feels hard. And it, in, from doing different meditations and in talking to the guides and also talking to other energy healer practitioners and just you know other people you know the information that we we receive is is that it doesn't need to be hard or difficult we can be in effortless flow even when there's a difficult situation even when there's a hard situation we still can allow ourselves to be in this alignment, groundedness, letting the light come through to support us. So we're not, and even though the outward situation may feel chaotic or difficult, it doesn't mean that inside we have to be caught in that chaos where it feels so difficult and, and hard on the human that, it, that the human goes out of alignment and ungrounded and, and doesn't feel, and feels, doesn't feel good. I feel stressed to the point where it's then, you know, very hard on the body. And, and so, and there are some survival aspects where the fight, flight, freeze can really come in, you know, can really support us if we're really in a situation that we need to be alerted to, um, you know, become motivated to, remove ourselves from that situation that that alert system is you know really beneficial yet we've sort of created this non-beneficial programming and this this patterning that has been like just has been handed down generationally and now as the energies are rising things are starting to be able to clear it up in the collective as well as individual and so for me personally I have I've had this intention 
probably since my, probably since I was a kid. And the intention has changed, um, you know, as I've become, you know, different phases, different levels. It's sort of shifted, but not really. I really wanted to be okay, be in effortless flow, be grounded and aligned, and just be able to be in my true essence with ease and grace and without fear of, um, without fear that if I did, if I was showing up to be my authentic self, that I wasn't going to be punished or harmed for it. And so yesterday, it was one of the first days that I really just, and I've had moments of it. I've had moments of it where my authentic self is just coming through and I just feel really free to be, to allow the shining light to come through. And it feels so good to be able to be who I am instead of a construct of what I'm supposed to maybe be by society notions or ideas or whatever it is, which for me is felt like being in a box, being stuck in a box. And so yesterday was the first day that I woke up and I felt so free to be my authentic self, to show up where I am in who I am at this moment in time, knowing that it's not any not any it's not fixed. You can be an open mindset in the human experience. And every moment is a new moment and a new opportunity. Yet what does that look like? You know, if you're if you're what does that feel like? What does that embodiment mean? And when you're caught in a lot of just um I felt like warring energies, a lot of difficult you know, heavy energies that feels like it, it's like trapping you or keeping you held back. And how do you, you know, how, how do you sometimes find the words for it? Because it, feel, it can feel so constricting. And so yesterday was the first day that the entire day I felt really free and it feels so amazing. And today I woke up again and I feel so incredibly just light and amazing. And this has not been, this has not been easy in terms of my human experience at times. And there was many moments where I just wanted to give up and just live in that groundhog day life where every day you're caught possibly in the same thing where something slightly is different and it might feel robotic, but yet, yep. And I, and there were moments where I did want to just let me just live whatever that human experience that I'm caught in and live it out each day. Yet my desire and my want to experience and allow my authentic self to come through was so much greater than the fear or the frustration or the irritation or the aggravation or the disappointment, the depression, the repression, oppression, suppression. There felt at times like I was weed whacking concrete. That is how heavy the dense energies felt to me. And there were moments though in terms of my own journeying as Henry in this experience where I would 
be on the path in terms of following the flow, utilizing the tools of meditation, energy, healing, kundalini yoga, etc. And really in my practice. And then there were moments where I just felt it was so entangled in terms of the, the dense energies. And sometimes the way out seemed hidden. And so I would succumb into just living that Groundhog's Day where you're getting up and every day is the same. And then, though, one day I would wake up and the light and I would be downloaded with curiosity and to go a certain way and next thing you know, I would find another modality or another tool that would just bring a sense of hope or encouragement or insight. It would, it would turn the light back on and the essence would be so bright that I would find myself back in the path of light. Yet it was my intention though as a child, my intention as a child was I wanted to be okay and I wanted to be able to be in and express my authentic self. I felt I had abilities in terms of my creativity in so many different ways, yet I felt restricted and restrained. And there was sometimes a sense of helplessness, a sense of just real powerlessness. And I, I had also sometimes, you know, a fear of being seen, a fear of being heard. And then if I did speak, then is there going to be any kind of um, punishment or am I going to be admonished in some certain what in some ways? And, and, and that was not only some present life stuff, but also from like past lives, previous lives and printed lives. And it was triggered um, mainly when I went to, I went to Catholic school for 12 years and there's aspects of going to Catholic school that was really beneficial in a lot of different ways. Yet being in that type of environment for a child who is highly intuitive, highly empathic, has psychic abilities as a child being put in a room, in a box, it just felt sometimes so incredibly suffocating, rigid, and it felt exhausting. My experience of school from K to 12 was just, it was so awful in so many different ways. I felt like I couldn't breathe at times. Being stuck in a classroom where you can feel how people feel and how the adults are not always as alert to what's happening in the room because they have so much stuff going on in their personal lives as well as there's possibly 20 to 30 kids in that class. So there's a lot of needs that are happening as well as you're having to teach them subjects like reading and math and things like that. And then on top of that, going to, I did, I will say, religion was one of my favorite classes. I loved religion. I loved learning about religion. I loved the spirituality. I loved praying. I loved all of it. It was my favorite subject. I got A's all throughout it. I loved it and I wanted to learn more about it. I was so curious about it. Yet, being in that type of environment where, you know, it's, there's a story that has been cultivated 
And that story that has been cultivated has been handed down throughout the generations. And in that story, it's, it's like the story is put in a box. And you can't, you can't see that story any other way than how it is in that box. And if you dare to question the story or see the story in any other way, there can be some feathers that, got, that get ruffled. And as a child who, had, who was highly curious and I also had just insight coming through, I asked a lot of different questions that ruffled some feathers. And I remember one particular time we were in our religion class and Father Roger, who was one of the priests at our church, he came in to teach our, our, um, our class that day. He was coming in to talk about, in um, Catholicism, there is something called confession, where you go to the priest and you tell the priest your sins, and then the priest will tell you what your penance is, what you have to do. And so there's that, but then also throughout schooling in, in religion class, we were told that God is all loving. God is all loving. God is all loving. God is all forgiving. God is all forgiving. And so when Father Roger came into the classroom to speak to us about it, I raised my hand and I said, Father Roger, we've been taught that God is all loving. Is that true? And Father Roger said, yes, my child, that's true. And then he said, then I said, well, and we've been taught that God is all forgiving. And he said, yes, my child, that's true. And so then I put up my left hand. I so remember this. I put up my left hand and then I took my right hand and I put it over my left hand and I said, well, why can't we just take the middle person out? And I, and I, and I put my hand over my, and I, like I took the person out. And so then my palm on my left hand was empty. And I said, we could just take the middle person out and put him over here, and then we can just go straight to God. And we can just ask God for forgiveness. Because if we're truly sorry for our sins, then why do we need to go to the middle person? We can just go directly to God, because God is all forgiving and God is all loving. And then if we're really truly sorry for our sins and we talk to God about it, then God will forgive us. I go, so why do I have to go to confession to have the middle person talk to God on my behalf? Why can't I just go straight to God? I go, and I'll also save time. So I was in elementary school at this time when I had this conversation, and Father Roger, I still can see his face. You know, and as an adult, I can say I have a lot of compassion for Father Roger because it, it was probably not an easy experience for him to be in. I probably rocked his world a bit. And when you're really caught in the limited beliefs or in non-beneficial programming or negative patterning, not saying that the Catholic religion... But when you're caught in a certain belief system and someone is then, especially a child, like a child who's bringing in innocence and curiosity, and, and when you're bringing that in, it can, it can really... So, yeah, Father Roger, he, um, I can still remember his face. His face got really, really red. He became highly agitated Um, He was really angry at me, very frustrated. And he then, um, he tried to restrain his voice, but he was in a yelling tone and he pointed towards the door and he ordered me to leave the room. 
and go to the principal's office. And as I was walking out, confused as to why I was being thrown out of the classroom for asking a question, he said to me, come back when you stop thinking like a Protestant. And as he said that, before I left the room, I then turned to him. I said, I don't even know what a Protestant is. How does a Protestant think? And then he got even more upset at me. (laughs) And he had no words and he was just pointing to the door and telling me to leave. And so it was really challenging because that was the moment where I realized, oh, yeah. Like everybody's literally in this box of a classroom and they're wanting us to be contained in this box and the story is in this box and so we can't go outside this box we can't we can't explore boxes next to us we have to stay in this box and we have to believe the story narrative that was handed down And it just felt so incredibly restrictive, rigid, repressive, oppressive, suppressive. And as a child, it just felt suffocating. I felt so suffocated at times. I felt like I couldn't breathe. And now I understand that's the, that's the energy of indoctrination. Indoct- indoctrination, I can't even say that word. Um, Because, and I also, but what's interesting is from that experience, like of my schooling from K through 12, I thought I didn't like to learn. I didn't like, because I disliked K through 12 so much, I thought I hated learning. And that's not true. When I got to college, I felt like I could breathe. I loved college. I and I also then discovered, oh, I actually really love learning, which makes sense because I'm a very curious, I'm very curious. I'm a very curious person. Like I love learning. I love taking classes. I love learning how to I just love learning how to do new things. I'm just so it's so interesting to me. I love learning about people and what what people choose to do in their lives in terms of like occupations. What is that like for you? When I worked in reality television for, you know, all those years, one of my favorite parts about it was discovering what people, how people lived. What is your life like? What is it you love about your life? You know, what, what were you drawn to in terms of your job? What makes it interesting to you? And it's just, I'm just curious. And so what I realize is, is that now feeling a different essence of being in my authentic self, as, as I really ponder this on day two of it, is it comes back to your intentions and my desire and my want. My desire and want was so much more than the fear or being caught in, in some sort of, you know, sabotage or self-sabotage. And resetting that intention and just allowing myself then to have these moments and recognizing to be able to expand And what's interesting is that I, you know, in terms of feeling like something really beneficially shifted, I feel more grounded with light. And I also feel a different level of light, sureness and strength. And I don't feel as afraid anymore to be who I am, which the the who I am, the I am essence of my true self of my light in physical form coming through which is an incredible feeling I feel this happiness this joy this tranquility this peace 
And my reflection on this is then, you know, when we talk about being your authentic self, being in your authentic power, the truth of who you are, the I am, sometimes it can feel very, um, it just can feel theoretical. Like, what does that mean? And so I wanted to share it because I want to talk more about, like, what does it feel like in the embodiment? Well, I feel more free. And case in point is that I'm here doing this podcast episode talking about it. Whereas just a week ago, I probably would have been, oh, I need to meditate and then I need to um, let the words come through in automatic writing and then from there, I'll need to marinate on it. And, you know, and so it would have taken me one day to do that process. And then the next day, I would have marinated on it, see what I wrote. And then it would have taken me a couple of days to cultivate, you know, here's an episode for a podcast that I'm going to do. I did not feel free just to get on, just to speak. Because I still had some non-beneficial patterns and programs to clear from my human experience, to allow that light to really move through, to let me be in this empowered place. And so the shift for me has been, I can really feel it in terms of my physical embodiment, which feels amazing. Yet it hasn't been like in my human experiences, Henry, it hasn't been like, Oh, you know, one day I, I make a wish upon a star and the next day, whoo, I'm in it. It just, it has not been like that for me, for my experience. People, I've had to go around the mountain time and time again. There were some times where I felt like I was in the jungle weed whacking, not even able to see. It was dark. It was scary. It was lonely. I didn't know which way was up or down. I didn't know if I was going the right direction. It felt really dark at times and scary. And what it also felt sometimes was lonely. Because in some of my experiences, being able to talk like this or have conversations like this, it just wasn't always permissible. I'm 50 years old at this point, and I grew up in a different time where we didn't really talk about certain things, and going to Catholic school where I had that experience with that priest, it just triggered a fear of punishment, a fear of being seen and heard, which that triggered in that moment, which then triggered and connected back to past lives and imprinted lives where I was in my authentic self and my, and my light of the truth of who I was at then and, and speaking my light truth and I was punished for it. And so there was a fear of like, if I do speak there may be some sort of harm done to me and even though I understood on on a certain level that that wasn't going to happen because we were no longer living those dark times it still permeated through my system which then put me in a fight-flight-freeze kind of situation. And my nervous system would become rattled. And so then I would have to use the tools to reground, realign, and calm my system. And so in a lot of different, in a lot of different ways, as I move through the world, to continue my quest of you know, allowing myself to become my authentic self. I did learn how to also 
adapt and be a chameleon out of the preservation of safety for my human because at times the fear was just so overwhelming or the anxiety was so overwhelming and so great in terms of the connection of the energies from the past lives or previous lives and printed lives that it would just come through and even though again I would understand that once I understood what past life energy felt like coming in I understood that that wasn't really what was happening but the rush of the energies coming in would feel so real so that's where then in terms of using the tools a lot of different energy healing sessions to clear it self-realization work in terms of me developing um, my my self-realization work of okay where am I in now what's happening what is being called to be cleared? What do I want to call in? Resetting intentions again and again really led me to this point. And I do hope, though, for others that, you know, other people that in their own experience of wanting to be their empowered, authentic self, that they are able to have that moment where they set the intention and bam, something's cleared and their light of their truth of who they are is coming through and they're able to be in their empowerment of who they are. I really do hope that for people because my way does not have to be your way. And that's another thing in this experience is is that, you know, we can all bow to each other's light and it doesn't mean that we have to be the same We can celebrate one another's differences. We can be curious about one another. What has your path been like? What is it that you've enjoyed? How did you get to this point? And we can also celebrate people being brave of taking different paths. I've taken so many different paths in my life. At 22, I got on a plane with a one-way plane ticket, moved from New England, from Massachusetts to California. I did it. I had a high school friend that moved with me. We did it on our own. Like, that's not a path that a lot of people in my high school took or in in terms of my college, the people that I knew in my college. And then I chose to, I was guided to work in a field that wasn't even a real field yet. I worked in reality television. It wasn't even a genre. It was new. People didn't even know what it was. They were like, what is this reality TV? And so in so many different ways, my life has been like an explorer where I'm just called to discover new, new worlds, new ways. And I am curious, though, about also the traditional ways. I love, I love learning about some of the ancient texts or things like that. Yet, I also recognize that I'm somebody who is an adapter. Because... I personally am like, how can we evolve in a way that's more effortless with ease and grace? Because in terms of divine and just information that not only I've received, but also other people have received, that it can be easy, that it can be effortless flow. Well, if it can be effortless flow and easy with joy and grace and peace, then I want to be in that because I, as a human in this lifetime, as Henry, I have lived through some really challenging times that had a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of pain, a lot of just chaos. And I think I've done that enough in this, in this, in this lifetime that I wanted to be in more peace, ease, grace. And I was also told that numerous times that even if something's happening 
in terms of chaos all around you, you still can maintain your alignment and groundedness and be in a higher vibrational frequency. You still can have the light coming through you to guide you. Even if it's a scary situation, you can recognize that you're in being scared, but you're not letting fear paralyze you. You're still letting yourself be an inspired action. And so that's what I wanted. But what I want may not be what you want. And that's why you have to become clear about what is in your heart. What is it that you want to experience? What does that mean to you? And also, too, just letting yourself really shift into open, wise mind. And in open, wise mind, let yourself be curious about people. Let go of judgment if somebody has taken a different path from you. And be curious. What is that like for you? Because in doing this work, for me, my path, My path has led me to this place in my life where, for me, I wanted to know what it was like to feel fulfilled in terms of the light coming through without having that fulfillment is on the exterior, trying to pull it from the outside in. I wanted to know what it was like from the inside going out and not based on anything on the outside of myself, which led me then, in terms of my personal experience, then I had to have a lot of time in, in the human experience to be in retreat for self. And so that meant then, in terms of some of the traditional paths of you know, getting married at a, you know, younger age and having a family. That was not my path in this lifetime of getting married at a young age and having children. And that might be somebody else's path for their own self-realization. But my path was different Yet sometimes in this world, we can look at somebody's path and, you know, if we see them as, you know, a certain age and, you know, they're not in a married relationship or in a partnership with or also having children that, that, oh, what's going on there? And there might be some judgment And I'm just wanting us as a society, how can we release from judgment and be more curious, be more open about, huh, interesting that, you know, what what is it about your path, you know, that you're on and what are you enjoying about it? Why do you think that you were called in terms of this place? What have you cultivated in terms of the gifts and what have you gained from it? Well, for me, I wanted to gain being able to be fully in my light and my authentic self. And I wanted to know, I wanted to know what that felt like. And so my path has, has unfolded this way. And it's not right, wrong, good or bad. It's the isness. And somebody else's past may be different than mine. So how can we then, when we hear about somebody's path, celebrate all the places that they've been, all the journeying work, all, all the different aspects of how they've grown and learned and the gifts that they've received in terms of realization And we can still connect in terms of our things that we can, that are relatable aspects, but yet we still can also connect 
when we choose different paths by being open and curious to one another and being in a conversation where you're really listening to someone and hearing them in the presence of them sharing their life story from a space of genuine openness and curiosity instead of judging or instead of in fear that, wow, it took them X, Y, and Z this long. Oh gosh, I don't want that to happen to me. My story is not your story. (laughs) And also too know that every person who has chosen to be a way shower to go out there and weed whack the darkness and cut through that concrete to allow the light to come in and to open up those paths of light, they've then allowed then the light to come through, which means then anybody coming from behind, it's going to be that much easier in terms of the shifting because the path is there now. And if the path is there, it can be seen, it can be felt, which then the flow is there in a much easier way for those coming forward in the next rounds. So that's why people can shift even more, even faster. And the kids that are being born today too, they're coming in with higher levels of consciousness and a higher vibrational frequency because also Mother Earth is at a higher vibrational frequency, which is amazing. So I just want to encourage us, when you meet someone that is different than you, behold their differences in terms of that it's like treasure and celebrate and empower yourself to be curious and celebrate your differences, their differences and connect, be bridges of light towards each other. Instead of letting differences move you away from people. Because we have more in common than we think. Number one, we're all experiencing this this human stuff. Being in humanity. And so the more that we can build bridges towards each other. And and be in the open, wise mind the more things are going to shift not only for individual but also collective. So, okay, so that is my experience of what's happening in terms of the energy right now. I also want to talk about synchronicity because with it, um, my psychic abilities have definitely been opened in a whole other way in the last couple days, and it's been amazing. And last night, I had this experience where I was watching a TV show And I all of a sudden thought of some, an item that I hadn't seen in a while. And so I went into my room and I opened up this drawer and I started looking for it. I pulled everything out, pulled everything um, underneath out and I couldn't find it. So then I put everything back in, I walked away and I sat on the couch for like another, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes or something. And then it just, I was like, I'm going to go look for it again. So I went back in there. And as I was going in, in there, I, w- I was pulling all the stuff out again. And I had several journals in there. And next thing you know, I was like, Oh, I don't really need that item. But there's something in my journal that I am being called to look at. And so I opened up my journal. And I was reading an entry And I was then leafing through another journal that was like from 10 years ago. And I had just this overwhelming love for my younger self. I just had such a pure love for young Henry. And just looking at all her hopes and dreams and her reflections, her to-do list. had a lot of to-do lists in there. I was really caught in the to-doing, um, which made me recognize how much more in the beingness that I've shifted into. But I loved it. I loved seeing all my checklists. I loved seeing, I just had such a love for young Henry. And so another thing is 
Love your younger self. Appreciate your younger self. And then um, afterwards, I put those journals away. And then there's another journal that I received as a gift from a year ago. And it's this beautiful, beautiful journal. It's a hardcover journal. And the binder has pink. And then on top of it has all these, um, all these like, it's like sketched of all these different women, a diversity of women. And it's a very beautiful journal. And it feels really good that these all these different women from different walks of life and it feels very empowering. And so I was reading through a few of them and I realized, oh, I stopped journaling in this journal. Huh. I'm going to put it by my bedside and I'm going to start journaling in it again. And it just felt very good. So then... Today, I get up, do my meditation, and then I'm going out for my walk with my dog, Boo, and we're heading up to where we always go for our coffee, and normally I go right into the store. However, today I felt, you know what, I'm going to go into the dog store next door, I'm going to get my dog some treats, and then I'm going to go into the coffee shop, which by the way, I normally would go into the coffee shop, and then go to the dog store. However, my intuition told me to go to the dog store first. So I was following the guidance. And so in doing so, I walked by a bench where one of the baristas, Emily, she was sitting there writing. And I walked by and then I was like, oh, I noticed her because I don't, I normally see her behind the counter. I'm not used to seeing her on the outside, on the outside. As I said that, I was thinking about the box. See, that's why we got to unbox ourselves. People let ourselves unbox. And so I I walked by and, and then I was like, oh, hey, hi, Emily. And then she looked up from her, she was writing. And I then started, we started talking and I asked her, I just felt compelled to ask her. I'm like, oh, are you she um she writes songs she, she's a musician singer and so I said are you writing a song and she's like oh I'm journaling and as she said it she then closed her journal and I looked at it and I said I have that journal I actually just found it last night <laughs> and she looked at me and we just had that moment and you just It's that moment, that magic moment, that synchronicity, that connectedness, that isness of the allness. And that is what flow is, though, right? Where the flow is, I left my house at a certain time in terms of the divine timing. I walked down the street. Normally, I would go into the coffee shop, yet I felt compelled to go to the dog store before the coffee shop. And all the divine timing happened to set it all up that I would then go in, connect with Emily at that moment. It's a synchronicity moment. I was meant to connect with Emily at that moment. And we were talking about then that journal. So synchronicity, Carl Jung said, synchronicity, synchronicity reveals the meaningful connections between the subjective and the objective world. And it could mean you keep seeing the same repeated numbers, colors, words, or images all the time. Like, what's happening? And sometimes you're like, what is going on here? You're you're experiencing a phenomenon called synchronicity. Synchronicity is a term originally coined by psychologist Carl Jung that refers to that deeply meaning coincidence which mysteriously occur in your life. When you experience synchronicity, you'll have experiences that seem far too significant to be mere day-to-day serendipitous encounters. Some people describe this as like, oh, that was weird, or miracles, signs from heaven, guidance from one personal spirit guides for highest good, or mystical instances of like soul connection in the human experience. Synchronicity can manifest in an endless number of forms. For example, those who experience synchronous 
events usually report seeing or having hearing meaningful names, numbers, words, or symbols. What's the purpose of synchronicity? As a person who's experienced a great deal of synchronicity in their life, I agree with those who believe that synchronicity is a powerful wink from the universe telling us that, yes, we're on the right track. Synchronicity is also believed to be a form of higher, be a form of guidance from a higher self or soul, a way of showing you where to go, what to do next in your life as you proceed through your spiritual awakening. In particular, synchronicity seems to be experienced most commonly by those who choose to walk the inner path of self-transformation, enlightenment. Coming across a form of synchronicity can be a form of powerful confirmation a ray of guidance or a ray or a sign of hope for those on a spiritual journey. Synchronicity is different for everyone. It's dependent on our unique needs and our desires at any given moment in life, but there are a few common forms of synchronicity out there such as seeing repeated numbers such as 1111, 222, 555, etc., or thinking about something and then mysteriously having it happen, being in the right place at the right time, Dreaming about people, animals, places, seeing them repeatedly in real life. Um, Seeing repeated symbols such as infinity symbol, the triangle, tree of life. And another one just in terms of how I explained it. Where the night before, you know, I got guidance to look for something. But really it was about connecting in with this journal. Which also then reconnected with me. Oh, I'm going to start writing in this journal. And then I see Emily, who has the journal, who's writing in it. And it's another confirmation and affirmation that, yes, in terms of writing in that journal. Yet there is also something also about empowerment, right? Where just yesterday I felt freed for the first time, really free from some of the dense patriarchal energies that I felt, that I could be my empowered self, which I identify as in terms of being a woman. So where I identify as being a woman, that there's something about this journal and the cover in terms of the empowerment of women and where I feel really free to be able to voice without fear of something happening or or feeling like I'm in some sort of oppression, repression. And what's interesting is that just the other day, Emily also shared with me that she started meditation, which is something that we talked about before. And she also is somebody who, you know, is in this creative arts of singing, being a musician. And so, and she's younger. And so her different, her experience of possibly if she, if she also, identifies in terms of, you know, yes, she was born in terms of being female, yet if she identifies in terms of the empowerment aspects that I'm speaking about, where she's then also in the, in the younger generation set, really allowing herself to be released and freed in a whole nother way, which also then goes into back to when I was talking about how that we can support one another in terms of clearing the paths. So like my generation really has supported the younger generations in terms of them having different freedom than like my mother had or my grandmother had. And that goes back to where, you know, where you're standing on each other's shoulders, supporting the evolution, not only human evolution, but also in terms of you know, if you're identifying as male and female, the the progression in terms of of. And also with this work, what's also interesting is that there has been new wave of divine feminine energy coming in. And in the new wave of the divine feminine energy, it is about rebalancing with the divine masculine. So that is also another interesting aspect that's happening right now. And and with it, there is the, um, 
there is also the energy of the holy fire reiki energy has been really coming through strongly and what i've been getting with that has been in terms of fire which is an incredible potent force that can really alchemize the message that i've been giving even more so about fire energy is that it's going to start showing its face a bit more in the coming month and really in terms of allowing to clear and dense the non-beneficial energies and then utilizing then the transformation to allow people to be in the fire of who they truly are in terms of their authentic self. So really bringing in that fire inside people for the beneficial aspect to allow them to be free to be who they are. So, and some of you may also really be feeling this and you'll, you may have already been moving through it in your own system and perhaps you're putting it into you know, what you're doing in the world already. But we're going to see a stronger and stronger fire energy in the hearts and minds of people in a beneficial way. And that's where also I did do a, um, I did a podcast, I did a podcast um, on September 4th. It's called Cosmic Flame of Ascension and Holy Fire Rake Energy Healing Meditation, which talks more about that fire energy and in terms of, the flame of ascension to um, clear, cleanse, release, transform, and transmute for your highest good. So I definitely it's on it's episode one twenty two. It is a um, subscription episode though, and that is something that I have put new in my podcast. So it, if it's your if you're interested in it, then I definitely recommend. Um, it's a re- really powerful energy healing meditation, and because we're moving into having that energy of fire at a whole new level, I definitely recommend it. And also I recommend going through Reiki 1 and Reiki 2 if it calls to you because you go through Holy Fire Reiki Energy Healing um, where it's just amazing and it really connects your inner healer in a whole nother way and activates it because you do the attunements. Anyway, so back to my story though in terms of Emily you know, there's a lot of levels that, um, that in terms of the synchronicity that remain to be seen. Yet there was that moment when I looked at her and we both looked at each other where we're like, oh yeah, we're in, we're in the, we're in the awe of it, the magic of it, the awesomeness of it. And that is where in terms of synchronicity, where it's, a, it's something that's happening. There's been a string of events that seem to be highly symbolic and meaningful in nature. Yet, in terms of what it really means, not really sure if there's something else in the future that's going to unfold from it, or it was really about being in the present moment to recognize in terms of how much more is here for us and the magic of it, in terms of the connectivity of it. it and it to me, that's just amazing anyway. And that's really the divine miracle of it, of having those moments where your two people are so present in, a, in awe of it, of how it is. So that is my energy update. And I would love to hear from all of you. If you're also having um, just amazing shifts or even other things that are happening or you have any questions, please feel free to reach out because I would love to hear your stories. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. Please be gentle with yourself. If you feel like you need to rest, allow your body to do so. Really practice listening to your body. The healing is going to continue if you're on this path. And also, don't give up. I know that there can be times where you feel discouraged because I've been there. Friends, have the moment, let your human go through whatever it needs to go through, have the moment, yet re-anchor into the energy of hope, reset your intentions, and allow yourself to have that forward progression, however it looks. Let go of any kind of judgment and let go of any kind of comparison because my path isn't your path, your path isn't my path, someone else's path isn't your path, vice versa. 
yet do celebrate one another and celebrate when somebody is in their authentic self, celebrate it. It is truly amazing. And then be encouraged, be encouraged and find the tools that really work for you. And remember, everyone has the ability to connect into their self-healer. Activating it is key to it. Learning how to shift from lower vibrational frequencies to higher, it is a process to learn, grow, master. So be patient with yourself as you discover the ability to do so. Begin to be a master of your light, groundedness, and alignment and connection. Become the master of managing your energy. Become the healer of your own life. And feel free to listen to this as often as you feel you need to and support in further clearing, uplifting, and elevating your consciousness. And also, too, everyone remember that, you know what, I've been having these amazing moments these last two days. I'm totally understanding, though, in my human experience, things can also shift. So, and I'm completely understanding, and I keep using tools. I use my formal practice to support me in my everyday moment. And that is really what I stay focused on is that I allow myself to cultivate a formal practice to keep me in essence of my present moment shape, if you will. So feel free to listen to this as often as you need to for further clearing, uplifting, elevating your consciousness. And also, um, if you want to reach out, you can find me at inspiringyou.co on social media. And here is my disclaimer. Energy healing is a complementary practice. It supports the body's natural ability to heal itself and complements and supports standard medical treatments. All services are for educational and self-improvement purposes, not for diagnosis or treatment for any mental, behavioral, or physical ailment. These practices are not a substitute for standard medical care. Consult with your health practitioner if you have a medical condition. Much love, light, and Reiki blessings, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and sharing this experience of being here at this time in the world. Have a beautiful day.